0: Clear, 8504. 8504. Right, do you have our uh, flight plan also, or do we do, uh, have this file for
1: us? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tellerotor RC, a podcast about RC helicopters hosted by Michael, Mike, and Robert. This is episode two, titled "Flight Maneuver Progression." This is Michael Shaggy Parker, and with me, I have Robert Monty. Say hello, Rob. Hey And I got Mike DePaulo. Say hi I swear I'm awake Yeah, yeah, barely awake Okay Grumpy Grumpy Nickname Mike Grumpy DePaulo. Hey, I am the grump Alright, in this episode We are going to talk about Flight maneuver progression But before we do Let's go over what we, uh, what we did Since before the last episode Uh, hey, uh, Mike Let's start with you Oh, no, we start with you last week Uh, Rob start with you I don't wanna Yeah,
2: you do No, you I do. don't I really okay, don't Okay, Mike,
1: then, start I
2: don't want to do it, but I'm going to keep talking and I'm not going to allow him to go. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to go back to writing
2: code. <laughs> get, your, get your code right and drink out. On here. <laughs> I, I have this list. Yeah. I can say oh I can say
0: all the words oh. if I want to. I just try to be professional. professional. Not me. Not me. Actually professional for once. I mean, we try Sometimes professionalism. Okay, who's going? Monty's over there with his spin-spin, so I guess let's see, uh, I fixed a goblin that hasn't been flown yet because a certain ninja didn't come down south to fly it with me. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid things we've all done since last episode. But yeah, I had to fix that goblin and then I was very upset that a certain ninja didn't come to get it, which is disappointing, but it would have been good because it's already too cold to break the thing anyway. But he better be in Virginia this weekend. Reyes. Otherwise... This episode will come out after this weekend. So right, who wants to take poles on a goblin? We'll just incinerate five gallons through it. I'll try it. It's called Whose Gallons? Uh I have like three cases, three or four cases of nitro, and we can just run all of them through that helicopter. I will happily run all your nitro. For uh we'll call it quality assurance. <laughs> You'll need to rebuild it when we're done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good, man. The boom we just, just hang out. The boom we just hanging, you know, just dangling. It's like, it's good. Yeah, I got to hand it back to him and it falls apart, right? Yeah. Uh, no, first
0: flight in. First
2: flight in, it, it spits parts out. It's broken in. It's a parts helicopter. Drops a muffler.
0: First flight in, drops a muffler. <laughs> oh, one time. All right, so, yeah, <laughs> Goblin, we all went to the fun fly, the R.C. Hilly Hooligans, the Chill Out, Shut that was out. pretty good. That was, uh, I would highly recommend people go look for YouTube and Facebook videos on that bad boy. That, that was, that was pretty epic. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> Right, so uh, I think Rob found the cat. Yeah, <laughs> he found the cat. So, what did you do, Monty? Yeah, hey, you hey, do something good. you're not
1: done yet. No, you're Decide not done yet. B- what,
0: what else have I done? I don't know what else I've done. You, what you do in the van? Oh, yeah, it's cold. Don't yeah, judge me for that. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. Shit. You <laughs> were there too. Yes, I did it. I took a poll too. Do it. I mean, what have people not seen the, the Facebook video of that yet? Well, it's out there. It's out there. But people who are not on yeah. Facebook, I had to go four-wheeling with a minivan because it was cold and I wanted to fly a helicopter. To be honest, though, when you drive a minivan, aren't you always four-wheeling? <sighs> it's minor details, Monty. <laughs> what you're insinuating is I need to go full-on Audi and just two-wheel that sucker everywhere. So Can even you even get the minivan? In past? No, no, you, you, no, I don't no. think I can get going that fast on that field to do that. Oh wait, no, I probably could because the airstrips are behind it. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do that too. We were. No, it's not the no. first time we've seen random people just tearing up and down that strip. Uh, kids in the golf cart. Golf cart. Oh god, don't bring up golf carts. There's too many horrible stories. <laughs> or
2: no, it wasn't a golf cart. They were in a. Uh, they were in a uh, actual racing chart. cart. Go kart. They were in a go kart. Wait, race cart? That happened? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. They ended up pushing each other up and down the runway when the thing ran out of gas or something. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so what'd you do to the minivan? But that was that was a couple that was last year. That wasn't the deck. All right, Monty, what have you done? No, what'd you do to the minivan? You gotta explain it.
0: I mean I think I did. No, you didn't. I decided I should pull out into an active flight line so I could fly and warm. in warm. And inside the minivan, right? Yeah, man. Yeah to, to pull on this balling style. Yeah, it took a but for all
2: you safety people out there, no one else was flying. we were the only ones on the flight it line. It was like three in the morning. It was three in the morning. Yeah, and it was two. Yeah, three in the morning. It was
0: pretty obnoxious. And it was a four
2: fifty. And they and they were inside. They protected. They were inside a protected fuselage
0: called Toyota Sienna. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> parents would have been a wee bit upset if I came back with rotor blade marks all over the van. Although I did skid bump the hood. hell yeah. <laughs> The video isn't very accurate, yeah. but it looks like you hovered.
1: <laughs> it got close enough that I was pretty nerve-wracked. You hear... And you're good. And then I flew the fireball from the same spot. And popped a balloon. He did pop a balloon. I thought the hell it was going Yeah, it actually killed the head speed. 5,000 RPM, one balloon, done. And Almost. Yeah, I had to spool right back up.
0: Them things are dense. That's why I don't ever do the balloon pop. They've got, like, the crazy plastic ones. Eat your helicopter. They had mylar. You do the Mylar All I know
2: All I know was when I was up in Jersey For Hell has Gone Wild That's the first time I seen a balloon popping And, and their Mylar balloons uh, Exploded with with uh, a lot of energy, a lot of energy. You almost thought a heli was going in, but they never wrapped around, or or you know, wasn't wasn't that crazy like ours, where every time we see to do it down RCHO,
0: the balloon usually wraps itself into the heli and doesn't doesn't pop with such you know energy. What? It's it's kind of weak I, pop. I think this is just a conspiracy by Lincoln and Chris to make sure they see more carnage. They're just they're just filling the balloons uh, partially. Yeah, man. they, yeah. they got to give it all back to the earth at some point. They just want to see it faster.
1: <laughs> yeah anything else
0: <laughs> shut <mother> up <laughs>
2: that
0: is now an in joke
1: <laughs> you're welcome I hate you I hate you so much <laughs>
0: Just to edit all this like he's <laughs> gonna be so pleased
1: <laughs> no no I'm not editing I'm just gonna put some censored beeps in front of it I like it put beeps over top of uh <laughs> <laughs> there it goes again <laughs> 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 oh, how to shut up a Monty there oh, is no man. way. <laughs> no, you just deal with it <laughs> and hope he doesn't find the megaphone. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna grab that megaphone and start freaking screaming over the microphone. There it is! I found it. It doesn't make him any
0: louder. He's probably louder than and it. Just means he can do it all day. Hear that? Headphones it, and in the room. Is anybody considering the fact that Arista's family's in the house with him right now? Probably wondering what he's doing. ...or his neighbors next door. What? I can't hear you. You're not being LOUD ENOUGH! Alright, <laughs> <laughs> Shaggy, well... For those who I don't mean, know, uh, Rob yet... ...this is what he's like ALWAYS. Yeah, pretty much. i said it's a fair assessment. <laughs> Alright, well, I mean, I'd ask Shaggy what he did over the weekend... ...but I'm pretty sure he did the exact same thing the rest of us... ...up to I me, we to rob the minivan. I thought we were going to Rob. What'd I do?
2: What'd I... So yep, I went to RCHO Fun Fly. They're the RC Heli Hooligans Chill Out, hosted by RCHO. Uh, got a few flights in. It was cold as usual. Uh, everyone harassed me on my ten minute flights.
1: Oh, get um, off the field. Raja rule.
2: And um you know what, IDGAF
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's more sensitive. <laughs>
2: Uh, what else did I do? I finally sat down with my one heli after the crash, before New Year's, and I uh, used a Soko tool and redid the head linkages since those were uh, broken or bent in the crash. Uh, I was actually kind of time myself. It's, uh, it's about twenty five minutes from beginning to end with a Soko tool from uh from you know from basically mounting it on the heli, taking the measurements to I'm done, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, I enjoy that. That's pretty what cool. else was done? Oh, just been breaking in my new generator. Did that and took it on the phone fly this weekend. Put an hour meter in it so I can see hours and RPMs when it's running. Just more curious information. Um, what else is there? Nothing. Nothing. Looking forward to warmer weather. You're boring. Warmer weather. Looked at the forums. Was hoping people would be in warmer weather, but even today... Matt Botos is posting up photos of
0: tons of snow on his property. me get a freaking Dusty and in, in the 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 South Alabama. or actually getting my like three
1: inches. Yeah. Snow. Yeah. I want my summer back. I want my snow. Everybody else is getting it.
2: I don't get the movie reference you're using!
1: <laughs> Can we kick him off now? <laughs> no. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
0: right, done? so, the next... And there's more editing. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thank you, Robert Monty. So, Monty, what uh, what things are happening in the Heli world right now? Oh, yeah. Then you try to move. You try to move We're trying to move a little bit, just a wee bit. So, what's the what's the list of insanity that's going down in the Heli world that we know about at least?
2: Well, I guess everyone could take at least two to talk about. So, so go for it.
1: Oh, wait, I'm not going to talk about my week? I mean, you can talk about all of it if you want. Go for it. Oh. Uh, so, I put twelve. about 16 flights in, 12 flights in the, oh, where are you going? I'm still here. Okay, I heard, like, shuffle, so I thought you took it off. Shuffle, 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 the Marine Corps shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle. Guys. There it is. You're just going to edit out 30 minutes
0: of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, Shaggy did the same the thing fo- we do. He went south. He flew from a minivan. It was great.
1: I guess I just ended there then. Yes. I was going to talk about more detailed stuff, but you guys clearly don't care. Nah. Awesome. We just awesome. We just did the exact same. somehow. Except I flew alive. the nitro man. I flew the nitro and I put the hardest ass flight I've done on that thing. You did, bitches.
0: You did fly a T Rex six hundred a little bit violently.
1: Yeah, hell yeah! I popped some balloons, bitches. That's right. I think is Shaggy the
0: only one that popped the balloon that didn't have a catastrophic heli failure? I think so. Oh, wait, oh, I did twice. On. The only other person I saw was Neil. And that yes. thing wrapped itself around his boom pretty good.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, Neil put on some good flights. He did a full-speed inverted flyby and actually hit the, you know uh, the... fun part about that is where he touched the, the road dirt. and cut... Yeah, he touched the dirt. He, he wasn't planning dirt. on doing that at all. He wasn't <laughs> planning on it either. He just... He cut the dirt, big puff of, <laughs> of smoke came or dust came up and pulled yeah, right out of it. We
0: were joking about that it That was awesome. He's like, oh, wait, I didn't mean to do it. That was a little bit closer than I thought it would be.
1: <laughs> yeah, whoops. The thing is... For people that don't know about the RCHO field, it's nothing but humps and hills. It's not level ground. totally cramped. So, yep, yeah, basically, I flew 12 flights with the Fireball, one, uh, two flights on the Nitro, and two flights on the 420. Had a blast. It was cold. It was windy. It rained the first night, but then it froze. And that's it. We raced oh, and one of the blades. Too. Oh, yeah, they raced Nitros. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, lawnmowers, yeah. Yeah, that happened. That's one of the only fields I
0: know of. we will be flying a helicopter, and then you get done, and then someone runs up to you and says, Yo, dog, you gotta get a pull on this. And there's this clapped-out lawnmower that somebody bought for $50. And
1: with. the, the freaking transmission is, is, is no gear, no gear, no gear, no yeah. gear. Six no, gear! It's basically
0: slam it into six and hold on for dear life because the steering doesn't work. The, the dead band's like freaking like yeah. 30%. No, like a 30-degree dead band in the steering. It was. No one died, no one got hurt somehow. Magic. Good event. 10 out of 10. Alright, so, finally though, news. Things happening in the RC world, I guess the, uh, the first couple here, is Mikado went and announced their V2 aluminum case, the B-Bar. I'm sure there's probably a lot of opinions on that, on about time, I suppose. Let's see that yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, Link's, <laughs> where, Link's where did beat they get him to it, and then Darby's been making some pretty ni- nice ones, because w- he went and got a, a Tormac CNC machine. I'm jealous of, I want one. of those. That looks pretty cool. It is pretty, it is pretty dank. And he's made a couple of cases. I think he was only going to make it just for friends, though. So Mikado's got theirs. Lynx has theirs. And Lynx also went and added one that has rubber damping in it as well, because I think people were a little bit really? concerned with the aluminum and the board just flopping around in there. I don't know. I haven't actually put one in my hand, so I can't really say on whether or not that the board is held securely in there that would actually necessitate using a rubber damper. But from what I saw on uh, Lynx's video, the, the new ones do have like a, like a molded rubber damper, and the board goes in.
1: You know, that makes a lot of sense because uh, the fact that the, um, the V bar sensors are very, very sensitive to f- to high vibration. So that would actually uh, that make a lot of sense. And I'm that'd be pretty cool if they did that.
0: I've never actually opened one up. Well, I think I opened one up for Cherry once to fix it, but I didn't take a moment to look at the sensor on that. Right. It's a V bar silver line. I know a lot of people are through um, the MPU 3000s or MPU 6000 cell phone gyros. And uh, see, so the next thing on the list is some interesting urchin news that people in competition will be interested in. Mati? Sure. Yeah. Um
2: so Urcha is going to go ahead and waive the uh, special interest group (SIG) fee for first-time NATS participants. Uh, so that means if you go ahead and enter NATS, you'll just pay the AMA fee, which I think is a flat forty-five dollars, and uh, that'll also get you for first-time participants a free, a free
1: entry into the Urcha Jamboree. Ta-da. Ta-da. Shut up and take my Ta-da. money. You should do it. <laughs> and basically, you save sixty-five dollars because that's what how much the uh, yeah, yeah um, worth okay, it. Urcha cost. It's yeah, worth yeah. it. Two events for lower the price. Yeah, and you get to hang out yep. a couple
0: days early, which there's some comedy that happens. It's not an urge level launching a golf cart into a lake, funny,
1: but it's still good stuff. You meet a lot of cool people, too. It's relaxing. Very relaxing. Uh, depends. It? <laughs> yeah, it depends. Depends where the polo's at. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not that dangerous. <laughs> only sometimes. He's, he's, <laughs> he spends his time at a table
0: grumpy. Yes. Yes, pilot. Uh, In the same vein, pilots in Class 2 or above, if you volunteer to sit in the sun and uh, tell people how they're bad at flying, <laughs> judging, you will be also given free entry into the Urcha Jamboree. So, hint, hint, people, you should totally show up for this stuff. It's actually really fun. And uh, if it wasn't already very clear from the last two points, Urcha's really looking to expand the competition lately. It's a very hard push for it now.
2: Uh, they've actually done the first item, uh, pretty much every year, it's, uh, I did it. That's cool. uh, yep, they've pretty much done it every year. I'm just getting the noise out there, getting it out there early. Um, yeah, for, yeah. And for the people judging, they're looking for existing participants. Uh, so if you're going to enter in class one, you're not likely going to be able to take proof of that one. But then again, you are a new pilot. You'll be able, if you're a new pilot, you'll be able to take advantage of the first offer. Yeah, for sure. dude. Uh, the other two Urcha items for the jam for the heli HeliNats, uh, they're going to have a provisional class this year, F3N Sport. Uh, that will be, they'll be doing set maneuvers, and they'll be doing, uh, freestyle. Set maneuvers, it will be from the F3N list of maneuvers for set maneuvers, it'll be a K-factor of 7 or below, so... You don't get to choose eight or above maneuvers trying to get interest in newer pilots. And there's no music freestyle,
0: just standard don't freestyle worry, without music. No one's expecting you to do a reversing pirouette and cross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and the other thing is, for those of us who like the precision part of it, and the AMA heli class is an F3C, uh, they're also going to make a AMA heli master's class. And the, heli, the master's class will be flying the current F3C Schedule P members
0: only. So that'll probably be something I'll be looking at actually. enter. In other news, GAUI owners, those of you who are nitro junkies and have been running around with a vibrating NX-7, GAUI has announced a V2 fan hub. It's supposed to fix all vibration and fit problems. Now, this hub is free of charge for anyone who already owns an NX-7. Big props to GAUI on that kind of customer base. That's not something you very often. Yes. Uh, if you you're a U.S. That. guy, you know, America... You need to contact America. J.C. Zankel at jc at empirerc com, and if you are an international customer, please contact Galway TSH. Direct. And in the small heli section, the Oxy Four has been given a uh, I guess would be an exact release date of January twentieth. Yes, pre-orders are already up at Heli yes. Direct and probably other places. So if you're trying yes to-
1: on links, uh, on link's Heli Invasions, uh, it's uh is where you can go to find out more information. Uh, also, Heli Direct they have um, okay, pre-orders are up uh, pre-orders available. Yes. Yes, yeah. uh 3 uh 374.99 for the kit with blades on the Lynx website, it is 349 uh for the kit with the blades. Four, it's supposed to be a 500, I think. No, it's uh 3 runs off the of 325s and then there's a stretch kit that will be available soon after the run 360. Okay, so they're going to go toe to toe with the X3 thing. Yeah. That yeah that would be they, interesting.
0: I've heard a lot of good things about the Loxies and I almost went and built two still might do it. So to see them I think I might do it, too. See them stepping into the uh, the main line 450
1: size. Hmm, maybe we should do a uh, combat with uh Gawi X3 and Oxy oh 4. Um someone's <laughs> please I <that no>. <laughs> keep that means someone's got to get an
0: Someone, Oxy 4. Oh, we we, we got to keep Linkin away from my helicon. Yeah. Again. That was one of the best
2: entertaining flying days I ever had. Mike was having Linkin go, "Hey, watch this and then
0: take his heli oh, out God. to go fly it." Have we is that story been like laid out on here before we get into the main topic stuff? Uh, nah. So. We can I don't know. Yeah, it hasn't. All we right, can talk about right. it so, if you really want. I mean, it's, it's a quick one. It's pretty. So I think that would have been this summer, right? I think it was 4th of July, yeah. maybe? Or no, not 4th of July, but maybe a little bit earlier. So we're all at the flying field hanging out, and I'm out there with the X3. I mean, it's a fun little beater heli. You know, plastic fantastic. Lincoln's behind me, and we had been joking this weekend about 450 combat, because originally we were joking about 450 pylon racing and how it usually just turns into combat anyway. So I go out there, I'm having fun with this thing, first time I'm really ripping on it, right? It's still, like, brand new at this point. Lincoln goes up to Monty and basically tells hey, you want to see something real cool? Watch this. Dude bro goes out there, stands on the pilot station next to me in Vinya. I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, I know, I know that face. <laughs> I'm going to land my shit here. And he takes off. I'm doing big rainbows back and forth. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. You, you want to play this game? Fine, play this game. He gets up, he starts doing rainbows too. And then at this point, it turns into a game of chicken. Closer and closer and oh, closer yeah. before you finally just put his X3 right through the blades of mine. <laughs> Both of these things oh, fly yeah. to the ground like a bunch of dead chickens. They go over. Neither one of them was really damaged. I mean, blades, yeah, that was kind of a but yeah, Battery? Yeah. yeah. See, that's uh, I won. Two destroyed <laughs> helicopter. I mean, I won. If we're going by, like, thermonuclear <laughs> war, I won. Uh, I had less burnt ground than he did. I didn't destroy a battery. <laughs> He flew straight in because he was... I would have been in the inverted section of the rainbow and he went and tried to skid bump the top of my helicopter. So he kind of said hello to my rotor blades with his battery. And the fun part with that is... I he didn't have a canopy. Oh, we weren't using canopies. You ever seen Lincoln use a canopy?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's an X-3. I only be... Nah, never. Maybe in a car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, flying (laughs) inside of a car, you got to use it. But uh, the fun part was it wasn't... It must have been at least, like, five or ten minutes later when we're all just sitting under the carports joking about it. When the battery in his Gowie starts going off and smoking and, like, shooting a little bit of fire out of the front oh, of it. Dang. He's, like, freaking out. I'm getting ready to grab a fire extinguisher because, I mean, yeah, a Gowie's basically a throwaway 450, but all the electronics in it certainly aren't. You're right. Yeah, so he ripped the battery out and chucked it in the middle just had a good laugh about it. Dang. But if anyone's really curious, that's kind of where this whole horrible idea of RCHO must always include combat came from. No surprise,
2: it was Lincoln. It was Lincoln. You know, the the story I like more is when we were headed to RCHO in uh, 2016. Uh Uh-huh. I remember uh, Casey was building his X3 in the backseat
0: of the van while I was driving. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember that there's like half the parts of it disappeared (laughs) under the floor and we we found him later (laughs) and he starts taking parts out of my big bag of X3 parts because he's like trying to find things and they're rolling into the seats and I think Robert was driving at yeah. that point, point. I had my head buried in the camera because I was programming something. We started hearing a freaking 450 spooling up behind us going down the road.
1: And oh, my God.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think like the third time into it. Oh, he didn't have, he didn't have blades. He didn't have blades. Oh, blades oh, okay. But that little rotor head, you know, if he dropped it and started doing a chicken dance chicken down the bands. middle of the car. I <laughs> <laughs> think the first time it happened, he's like, oh, crap, I didn't set up throttle hold. So he was <laughs> all, all the way up and stayed there for a solid 30 seconds before he just ripped the battery out of it. <laughs> that Ellie did fly though. Yeah, yeah, he slapped it together and it flew. Wow. Yep. Kind of want to get an next has three now. It somewhere. I know it's not complete. Record. He did land it twice in one flight last New Year, yeah. meaning it bounced, it kept flying, and then it bounced again.
1: Uh, I think that takes us out of the news section. Yeah. Uh, topic time. I got one more piece of news. Wow. Well, what you got? What's up? So uh, it's been kind of a couple weeks now, but I'm trying to wait for the today. Uh, I am now a, uh, new member of the expert servo team. Awesome. Yep. Just congratulations. Yeah. Officially, a,
0: officially, I guess.
1: Yeah. Officially, officially. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I am officially part of the expert servo team. So, uh, I'm, gr- I'm excited to be on the team. I'm, I'm happy to be on it. Um, you know, I love the servos and, uh, can't wait to see what 2018, uh, holds for, uh, for the flying year. So far, so, it's sort uh, of great. I can't wait for the
2: conversations in the van. Fataba's better. No MKS. No expert.
0: Oh, yeah, be Mine's better than yours. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Hey, hey, pull out so, the servo so, uh, leads. Which one's longer? Hey man. So <laughs> when are you, you gonna uh, when you gonna get me a couple of those uh, servos so we can some
1: dank test pulls on? Hey, I've got I've got a few Remember sets man. already at home.
0: <laughs> no one's servos are safer on me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually being I'm actually curious to see uh I see that. I was I was about to call you up on that. Hey, I'm sitting with a bunch of test equipment, whenever, whenever. We'll blow something up eventually. You need to get that frequency uh tool
0: again. Why, so we can watch how how the servo deals with a thousand hertz update rate? Hell yeah.
2: No, 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 the uh, the air frequency tool that you were using for oh, uh, the LT stuff yeah, you were doing. The spectrum yeah, the spec analyzer. Yeah, we need to come up with an actual use case for
0: testing on that. I sadly had to give that back. You can't get it again? I mean, I probably could, but... Yeah... $10,000 boxes it. are kind of watched. I, I've thought about getting a smaller one, not thousands upon thousands of dollars. Still, you have to. The Hack RF or something. <laughs> well, that's awesome news, Thank Shaggy. You. That's cool.
2: So, what's our main topic tonight? Today?
0: Stuff? Today? Yesterday? What's our main topic? Flight, pr- uh, flight maneuver oppression and you. The story of being. <laughs> or story of going from scrub to pro. <laughs> 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 ah, cool.
2: Well, who wants to start us off on this? Who wants to talk about the sim? That place where you're where you're crashing. Sometimes, never really happens. That's what the X. That's what the X3 and is for. True, true,
0: <laughs> very true.
2: Fireball. You know, as sh- we'll get to that towards the end. I guess this main topic is uh, small helis for trainers.
0: That's probably something we could talk yeah, some more. Yeah, that was that controversial. That'll be fun. there would be.
2: Yeah, uh, so I'll go ahead and start it off. Um, so, a lot of times you hear everyone talking about flight maneuver. You know, they're they're either trying to learn a specific maneuver, or you just hear them. They say, oh, "I feel like I'm gonna rut. I'm stuck." Where you know, just where do they go, or how do they practice, or what are they looking for? You, know, you just feel stuck at times. I would say that's one big reason why I got into competition. Is it is um. I wanted something to push me for. I wanted something to push me forward. That's one reason why I entered competition. Is just maneuvers, um, and it has. It's been a good thing. But to the first item, the sim. Um, a lot of the simulators have different trainers you can do with them. Uh, I know one item that I visit pretty often is a hover trainer. On a real flight, I will like to queue up a circle and uh, I'll practice my orientations in there, or I'll uh, I'll sit there and slowly pirouette. Within the circle, try and keep you know pirouetting for more than a minute or five minutes or however long. Um, so I'll do a lot of hover training or, or pirouettes within a hover circle just to feel just just to get a knack for correcting and you know, all the orientation. Um, auto rotation trainer is another fun one. You'll find some of the sims have um, for trying to sit down in a place and and control the helicopter's descent.
0: And that one, uh, the auto trainer is always a little. That one you gotta got to go by feel. Like Some of the sims, the default settings are semi-accurate. Others are just way too easy. There's just way too much tracks drag- in it. It's kind of like dangerous for someone who's just starting out who doesn't know that what they're dealing with. Is this normal? Do all helios do like this? They might be expecting 700 to auto like a 4 <laughs> um I guess, I'm trying to remember that. The real f- yeah, real flight is real surprisingly flick. accurate. It, it, it is, for the most yeah. part. Some of the models are kind of Like The older ones' settings, I guess, are a little bit dated. But it's actually it's pretty really straightforward. There's a bunch of stuff on that, how to change that. The newer models, yeah, well, uh, like the E7 and the 766 yep. models, are actually fairly accurate. I'd say very They're, good. Had a I like them. Chance to take polls on people's real life. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix was close. Yeah, if enough iffy. that you could learn on it. Yeah, it was enough that you could learn on it.
1: However, I, I, I will say on the still on Phoenix, six? the uh, Blade 300X cannot do a freaking like auto out of like a thousand feet and, and be able to hang it. You know, the last yeah. 10 feet for like three, four, five Some minutes. Some <laughs> of the small models and funky. Believe me, I've had 300X. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't that do TikTok TikToks four, though. end over end. Hey,
0: which Phoenix version is this? The last one I had experience for. Uh, it was uh, five.
2: Yeah, I was, I was uh, working with a friend at the field at RCHO, and he had 5.5. Five and, you know, the heli I still enjoyed, and Phoenix was there. The uh, the lit TDR, I enjoyed that heli in there. It was... Pretty lifelike, and it was uh, more stable for those of us who are looking for a stable heli. So, I found that one, and you can queue up like a, the F three C target on the field or, or or box and practice hovering within that. I found it to be really accurate on hovering. You know,
1: the one I really liked um, on the uh, on on Phoenix was the uh, the Century that. Swift. That was actually fairly accurate. I really like that one.
2: <laughs> um. So, the other thing is like Real Flight it has an orientation trainer. I don't know how many levels are in that uh, orientation trainer. I think I'm at like level 24 right now within it. And it, it, uh, it just walks you through different orientations where you're mirroring a, a helicopter in the simulator. Um, and it has a timer that counts down. If you're not getting the maneuver, then it'll force you back to uh, the, the set within that uh, level and force you to keep going. Um, another thing for using the sim and, and maneuver progression is uh, join an online room. And um, when you're online within the Sims, a lot of times what you can do is change your view to watch someone else in the room. So look around, see who else is in the room, and change your view to look at them and even queue up and have uh, have their radio visible so you can see the stick movements they're doing for what they're doing. You can see how fast they're moving
1: around or just where the sticks are at for I've, it. I've learned a lot from, from doing that right there, especially for um, what I'm learning on is uh, peer winning TikToks. Uh, I, I didn't know yeah. how to do that and I would go online and I would just look at other people and there's multiple ways of doing a pure TikTok there's a proper way and then there's some improper ways but you know <laughs> they're, they're, it's still pirouetting and TikToking so I have actually was able to see the different ways just by watching other people do it and having their transmitter um, view I was able to see it and get an idea and that's how I'd start it's a good, good yeah, tool That brings up a really good point though namely
0: we get a lot of guys who They'll see a guy walk out there and he'll throw down and do some crazy pirouette flips or something like that. And it's like the stereotypical move that everyone's like the first year, like, I want to do pirouette flip, right? We've all heard it. And then you'll get yep. people who just, they learn the memory, muscle memory, for the pirouette flip. And that's it.
1: They <laughs> don't know how to do it. They can't really, <laughs> they can do like,
0: it. like, you know it ish. But if something goofy happens on the model or the wind gets blowing around or something like that, they they're not flying it. They just, kind of remembered the way to smack the stick around to make it look like a pirouette and it might be it might actually be a pirouetting flip but it's going to be that speed that height that wind that exact model right and that's an interesting point yeah out. learn the bedrock learn the foundations for everything Yeah. You know, like the slow pirouettes that make you want to rip your hair out but if you can do that and you can fly the model around slowly pirouetting then a the pirouette flip actually becomes kind of a joke and it sounds yeah, like agree. really elitist to say that, but after having gone through the slow Pyro nonsense and all of that way early on, and, and then going after Pyro, plus, it's like, wow, this is really not that difficult if you can just Pyro fly in general.
2: Yeah, I'd say I spent a lot of time, uh, a lot of people see me when I first take off, I'll do upright pyros, and it was something Todd actually recommended to me. I can get a feel for how I'm doing that day if I'm keeping the model in place well. Um, I know that, you know, I'm awake that day, and, and it should be some good flying. If, if I can't keep a hold of the model really well and it's all over the place, it might be a good day to practice basics or, or go through known stuff. Um, but I know on the sim a lot more lately. I'll um, I'll actually cue I'll actually cue up the uh, hover circle and I'll I'll do some upright pirouettes. But usually I go to inverted and uh, small circle. I know like a small circle I can't I can't keep a continuous slow pirouette in a small circle for more than like 30 seconds before I cover the whole circle and the model explodes. Um, I know I can do the medium circle. So that's been one of the things I sit here at home and practice on the sim is just slow pirouettes in the small circle, working to get myself more than a minute without blowing the model
0: up. It's probably a smaller circle than you would do previously though, right?
2: Oh yeah. No, I remember when I started the large circle it was I was you know, it was pretty much a direct a direct line for outside the circle and that was it, and then you know, got control of it in the large and cued to the medium and got control of it. So yeah, I can actually say I'm usually about thirty seconds on a small circle before I abuse the boundary and the hose up. It's not that I've lost control of it, I'm just not correcting enough to keep it. So that's, that's one thing I, I do a lot with. So to go to that point, Mike, about you know flying around with pirouetting, I know I've actually added that into a lot of my upright stuff as I'll just start pirouetting the model across the field, and I will actually pirouette it back to center and then move from center to my left or my right or start a pirouetting box, uh, especially considering that the, the F3C schedule P and F has slow pirou while moving between um, the flags in the center. So... A lot of time
0: practicing it's that. It's kind of one of those things you would do that it's not something you're going to walk out there and try to wow everybody by doing, but it's something you really should do. Like, like, like Monty's scene, like it were at Urcha, right, I'll go run off to some random corner of the, what is it, like a square and a half mile or something like that, and I'll just find a quiet spot, you know, with maybe Christy and, Mani, and we'll just have a pile of batteries or on a nitro and just go through, like, practice maneuvers and other things, like technical things to go. Not every yeah. single flight has to be a demo flight, and if you do that, well, your demo flights are never mm-hmm. going to be that there, I said it. <laughs> I'm just going to be a butthole today and just blatantly go all Todd Bennett on these people. Mike Grumpy to <laughs> speaking to the truth, it's true though. I mean, I don't want to be an ass, but it's kind of the truth.
2: Yeah, I'll say you get more into a groove, and, and when, once people have seen it, they've seen yeah. it. And if if oh, that's something else. Unless 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 you change it up, it's it's
0: not you know it's not really going to. Yeah, that's it. something else. It's like always like just go through. Let's see, do we have the um the well. RCHN calls it their pilot proficiency program, and they were picked a lot of that up from what was is called the pilot proxy or something like that. It's it's, it's still out there. It's uh, uh, Urcha pilot proficiency program. Yeah. I actually have them both
2: listed here in the notes. Uh, I have them both listed here in the notes. Actually, the fun thing is the RCHM PPP. The easiest place to find it is search RCHN PPP on YouTube, and you will see basically a flying example of all the maneuvers. Right. And then the Urcha PPP, I'll have a link up in the show notes, is
0: uh, available on the Urcha.org website. And what's the other one? I forgot. It's a—it's a it's a, uh, it's a European competition website where they list just about every single maneuver that's ever been done in a competition. 90% of them have flying examples done in sims or real life. You, you, know the, you know the one I'm talking about. I wonder if you're talking about the was it the B, BMFA?
2: BMFA for the British modelers where whether they have to go through a lot of it. I think that's where you're talking it about. It might be like, that
0: one. Or it might be a different one. I'll, I'll look for it after the show, and I'll, I'll hand you the link to put up for people to go to. But I remember it was like a European cool. website where they list everything. And it brings up the point of being able to just... Sometimes you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, I just did a hurricane for the fifth time in a row. Uh, now what? Right? You get to a point where, <laughs> yeah, you've got the skills to keep going, but you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, i got to come up with something. And, and every now and then, yeah, you'll come up with things, but it's easy to come up with cool stuff if you already have a repertoire of things to work off of, right? No great painter sure, just walked into on. a room and decided, I'm going to paint a Mona Lisa. The guy I already knew had to paint and probably painted a whole bunch of different things. Michelangelo Sistine chapel the guy had already done I don't know countless artworks so it's the same thing with heli maneuvers is you already know a ton and then from there you start mixing things together and doing transitions and before you know it you're messing around on a simulator and you've invented the pyro wobble because you screwed up a pyro flip and you thought hey that looked cool so (laughs) yeah uh, I'll get you the link for that so people can see it but yeah it's got a huge listing of maneuvers for people to look at and to go work for because otherwise it just kind of gets boring if you just do the same thing over and over again Monty can tell you, and Mike's probably seen it too, that you go to a flying field, if you're there for a couple years, you'll notice there's always a couple guys that they'll always do the same mistakes and the same maneuvers over and over and over again. They might fly hundreds of more times than you do, but you're doing eight times better than them in three months. And it brings up an interesting point when it comes to progression, is if you're going out not to have just a fun screw-around flight, you actually want to go out and fly to get better, you have to consider, as you're flying... What am I trying to do? How am I trying to do it? And if you screw something up, go back and think about what it was. Like, think through the maneuver. You don't have to do the whole thing as fast or as hard as you can. Like, a lot of times if I'm trying to figure something out new, first I'll find it or I'll think about it. Like, okay, I want to do this. So I have an idea in my head of what it is and a general idea of what the stick movements are before I've even ever touched the actual helicopter itself. Go in the sim, probably crash a bunch of times, try to figure it out. Maybe hit on the slow motion or uh, like a real flight has auto reset for P, right? So I might put the helicopter into the entry of the maneuver, right? Already flying, moving. Maybe it's upside down. Maybe it's halfway coming out of a TikTok. Hit P then. So I can just immediately hit reset. You know, don't even bother about resetting for the maneuver, flying it around in the sim. Just immediately just hit P and fly that one part of the maneuver and over again just to practice it, right? And while you're doing it, you're thinking to yourself, all right, maybe I need to add left aileron here, and this always has right rudder here. Like, know the maneuver before you even ever go after the big helicopter, because otherwise, you go to the field, that costs time and money, and now you've charged a bunch of batteries more time and money, and you're flying around wasting daylight trying to figure something out so, I mean, that's just kind of the, you could say, the engineer's take on it, right? It kind of kills the fun and magic <laughs> of it, let's be honest. But, on the flip side, you will have gone to the field, and you're going to be making your, your flying time useful to you. So maybe you only spend five flights out of the day practicing something, and you might be shocked that, all right, you hate yourself for doing all that rigorous sim practicing. And it might not even be that much. If, if you critically think about what you're doing, you'd be surprised how fast you can actually progress if you look at your mistakes and you analyze them and you build off of them instead of just trying to rote-memorize a maneuver and you actually think, th- think it through. And yeah. a lot of this, I actually picked up... Hang on, i got to find... I will also put that in the link. Actually, I might put it right here. But the guy I got a lot of this ideology from is a real big-time, uh, full-scale pilot. Well, he does full scale but he also mm. does a lot of like model teaching so and he's like oh, I, I cannot remember his name for the life of me
2: I, I know another thing I'd recommend is um I know Mike like a lot of times you'll you'll ask me to come out and I will critique a maneuver with you but uh something I found for for guys who are doing a lot of sport flying and they're trying to make it look smoother or better. Uh, a lot of the plane pilots on the field, if they've ever done like some plane competition, they'll actually know how a maneuver should look. Like if you're talking about a stall turn, or just uh, you know banked figure eights without climbing or changing an altitude, they know what a maneuver will look like, and they'll ask you. They'll ask you simple questions, like, "Hey, you know, I thought you were doing a figure eight. Why did the heli climb so high uh, off your left or right shoulder?" And they'll they'll ask you that, and you'll go, "Oh, yeah, it's
0: good observation." Uh, I found it, David A. Scott. That's the guy's. Real, real, um, big name in the uh, full, the uh, not full scale, but uh, plank world for training, and the dude's got a huge amount of resources on rcflightschool.com where it's not heli stuff, but just the whole like teaching methodology or the methodology of thinking it through as here's a maneuver I want to learn it, and you attack it in a crawl, walk, run format, where you learn the thing, you know what it's supposed to look like, then you move to the sim, you make sure okay I can do this now, and then when you go to get to the aircraft, you know you, where the time is valuable. Now you're in a flying machine. It, it's you know you got to worry about wear and cost and the time. You're burning daylight, right? I mean, anyone can sit in their house in the little winter. You're okay, you're bored or it's raining outside, but like your flying weekend, that's that's valuable time when you think about it. So yeah. if you're really trying to learn something. You want to make it valuable. But then even when you're out there, if you do the maneuver and, and you screw up, or you, you get someone like Monty next to you that says, "Do it again, asshole. You did it wrong." <laughs> you know have <laughs> a way yeah, to a of- analyze it right so you can see if you made a mistake in there and that's the difference between i think it might have been kyle Stacey or something we were talking about this where like one of the big differences between the guys who really advanced and make a lot of difference who never really seem to plateau is that they are able to go back and look at their mistakes they analyze what they've done they critically attack learning flying So then when they go to do a demo flight, they go to throw down at 2 in the morning in front of a light tower. They know the maneuver's solid, right? They've already gone through all the horrors of making mistakes and screwing it up and then getting yelled at by their buddy.
2: Yeah. yeah, I know I, I had the opportunity last year to, to actually sit down with Kyle at a at a smaller fun fly, and he was practicing a maneuver. It was absolutely amazing to watch. I was like, dude, that was great. He goes, it was hard. I was like, I'd love to see that one broken out competition somewhere. He's like, that's a difficult maneuver, and he was actually practicing the basics of it and working it out, and it was it was great to see him, yeah, go through that critical part of, of practicing it and working it out and seeing where it was, you know, how far into it it would start it would start falling apart as a maneuver.
0: Yeah, because trying to keep it together, most of them you can break them down into things average Joe would look at and be like, oh wait, that's easy. Yeah. So like I guess you could say you could boil that down like what I believe and David Scott always goes by is the difference between the best flyers and most flyers would probably be that you have to make the connection between your actions and what's going on. Like, don't fly reactionary. Don't, like, throw the aircraft up into the air and then try to do something, and then you're watching it, and you're like, oh, well... Because you're always going to be lagging behind it, especially with airplanes, because I guess um, our crowd probably knows I also dabble in planks and jets, and our heli heli guys are lucky... I would say. Having gone from helis to try out airplanes, airplanes will do weird stuff. They don't have gyros. You go at a certain speed and the control surfaces start to stall out and they'll snap roll and do other craziness. And a heli will do similar things in a maneuver, like if you do too much pitch or you blow your tail out or something, but don't be someone who flies reactionary. Don't be trying to go through the maneuver and just kind of lagging behind the aircraft as it's doing something. Like Go in there with positive control and know the sticks need to do this, or you know, knowing ahead of time that, and something like uh, a flipping circle that you need to touch the tail a little bit each time it flips. That's uh, it's, it's probably one of the bigger things I've learned to so make the difference between something
1: making it look really nice and just kind of
0: flailing your way through it like someone who's on fire.
1: <laughs> you know that also. Uh, so that also goes to another thing, um, uh, as far as uh, progression or anything like that is also uh, and you mentioned before about like looking back at maneuvers is record your flights whether it's uh recording uh real flights uh or on the real flight simulator uh record your flights and so especially if you're at like a plateau you don't know if you're progressing uh you're trying these new maneuvers but you can't see if you're actually getting further into that maneuver if you're, if you're making it look cleaner record the flight especially from the beginning uh that way you can always look back in time and see okay I see what I was what I was doing when I first started this maneuver. Now I feel like I'm not that far, but look, I can see the progression um, of this maneuver. I actually started recording uh, when I was doing. We learned how to do a pirouetting TikTok. When I the, I, I got the first recording of when I first tried to st- start it to now, which is not clean. Uh, I've been working on this maneuver for months. I'm at the point where I'm thinking I'm not getting any further. But I looked at the older videos that I had, and I could see a huge progression. Uh, from the time I first started to now. Uh, so definitely uh, recording, you can see the difference uh, uh, from the time you started to the time you are currently uh, by recording your flights, uh, whether it's real life or on the sim.
2: Technical aspect of that recording thing, I was showing Shaggy, um, if you're running Windows 10, there is a game DVR function within the Xbox Xbox application, so you can actually record into MP4. So if you want to post it up on YouTube, and and
1: show friends or ask for feedback or just record it for yourself for, for later review. You know, and uh, that's actually way better than what I use because I use what's called Fraps. It's a game recording uh, program. It costs $35, and it records in huge files. Like, a minute is, like, over a gigabyte <laughs> of data. It's insane. It, wow. it, it's great. I love it. I I really love it, but you got to have, like, 5,000 terabytes of freaking hard drive to, to, to be able to, to store it all. Yeah. For sure. Video,
0: video is definitely one place you can, even if you ever post it to the internet, just like for personal use, it can be something very useful to be able to go back and look. Did I do that wrong? Did I do it right? You know, you, you fly a, a certain kind of loop and you might see, oh, I'm not using aileron here. So my loops always end up going off to the side or something. Like a really good yeah. example, uh, again, from Scott's. He's got like an intro to this school where one of the things he says an excerpt from his knowing how to fly manual is, Proficient pilots don't merely get better at their corrections. They know how to fly altogether, so fewer corrections are needed, and therefore frees up more time to think ahead of other things. It's not how many hours ones fly that determines success, but how he or she spends their time, aka practice doesn't make perfect, good practice makes perfect. <laughs>
2: yeah, so don't that's a that's a funny thing, is is uh, flying with Ben and Chris is practice perfect practice makes perfect Dang.
0: Did he actually say that? Perfect (laughs) practice make perfect. Because it is totally, like, uh, I guess we know. He's probably, you know, I bet you if you go talk to Chris Jenny and you mention the name David Scott, he's probably going to know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, uh, David's actually written a few times in the uh, Model Aviation magazine. He knows how to uh, teach. AMA's magazine. Yeah. You
1: know what else is in that AMA magazine, Rob? Boy. Oh, 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 it's a certain picture. picture. Yep. Yeah, there's that joke again. <laughs> it's not going to die, man. It's
0: not going to die. It probably isn't. I'm still waiting for Clint. Oh. Where's my photo uh, contest?
2: Another item on practicing outside. Yeah. Mike, we are kind of talking about something I'll hit, you know, you and I will talk about is, um, and I've talked about some others about, is ensuring maneuvers are centered. So oh, if a maneuver yeah. is supposed to be centered within you, from front of you, center it. And the other thing is to do it fully off your left shoulder and right shoulder, so if if you're flying a figure eight and your left side's always bigger than your right side, fix it. Yeah, yeah fix be it. be be critical and fix it of yourself. That's that you saying. You know, it's nice you fly the figure eight. Be be a bit more critical of yourself and fix the size of that um, of that figure eight and make it equal on both yeah. sides. Height
0: control, speed, centered, all of that. Because I mean, yep. we were messing around. I think it was last modown down, or maybe two modowns downs ago. It was probably like three in the morning. Somehow we were the only ones still out there with Bennett, and I think I realized I still had a battery charge. I want to kill these batteries as fast as possible because I'm about to pass out from sleep deprivation. I went out there, and I think I did nothing but just big air things, just trying to kill the battery. But I remember, bleary-eyed though he was, Bennett was like, that's a really nice hurricane. It's low, it's fast, and it's drawing a straight line, and it's centered. I didn't really think anything yeah. of it, but Montier previously yelled at me so many times. Make it centered, asshole, and other things like that, or do it the other way, asshole. You know, to another long list of expletives I've been yelled at behind my back. Oh, I yell it right beside oh, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of people. I feel like a, like a lot of our 3D buddies. They won't re- those l- kind of little things, right? And like presentation or making sure it's centered. Like yeah, that looks really cool when you, if you're not the one flying it and you're watching it. It's not the first time I've seen someone go up and just like pull off like a really perfect loop a tail down funnel and it's just like the tails is barely scraping the ground or just even doesn't even have to be low. It's just, it was fast and it was centered and it was a constant line all the way around. Like I, I noticed things like that. And like, I would tell you for sure that if you went and did like that and you had Kyle Stacy or Jamie Robertson watching, you know, competition guys, they would notice that. Yep no it goes back to something you're saying a bit
2: ago Mike that um if, if if you're muscle memorying your way through the maneuver you're not actually flying the model all that much you're just you just you're doing ride. And the, yeah the model's doing something so a lot of times if if I see a guy or a gal flying something very specific and they're doing the same mistake over and over again um, if it's a friend yeah I'll yell at you I'll, I'll get up the megaphone if needed and yell at you to do it yeah, from your other side for sure if it's if it's someone i don't know i may or may not you know talk with them see what they feel about it you know that's one of the things i'd say i've I've learned myself is that i don't need to run out there and critique everyone and, and tell them that they're doing something wrong not to say i was doing that but not everyone wants feedback and everything so um i'm always happy to see guys progress and you know i get it like i tell you i i play around with funnels a lot and i wouldn't say they're the most controlled but um uh, uh, you know, I, I, I critique myself and realize what I'm doing and I'll talk with Mike about it or other friends and, and change things up and, and get control, you know, work on control of it, work on moving it around, work on keeping it in place, the altitude, the speed, uh, the size, uh, whether it's big or small, but, you know, think about it, work at it.
0: I need to put an interlude in here for viewers that the uh, the phone going off and the random laughter. So long story short, my microphone or something went stupid and we lost the last 25 or so minutes of the show where I was in there. So we had to go back. And currently in the Virginia heli pilots, Facebook chat, I posted a picture of me sitting in a hotel bathroom. Cause I'm in Virginia right now. And, uh, it's turning into a contest of who can draw the most phallic object over this picture. And, uh, let's see power line, Kuniki, Is currently in the lead, and I told him, that's a 6 out of 10. You can do better. Let's see an 8.
2: And I added, uh, I want 6 pounds of sound. Oh, yeah.
0: All he's given me so far is something that looked kind of shriveled, and now he gave me a chode, and I'm still disappointed. (laughs) Right. So if I remember right, something, 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 do CG right, and uh, execute maneuvers nicely because people will respect that.
2: I think so <laughs> we summed up the whole podcast in two sentences Nice <laughs> Yay, in-
0: Engineering efficiency, everyone can go home now Except for Shaggy, because he All gets home. to edit everything
1: Thank you, Captain Obvious <laughs> now, You know what? You
2: know ah. what? That is obvious And uh, that is very obvious But he's already at home
0: You're right, he sounds like a robot With a Walmart internet
1: I'm F- sorry, fatter. Shaggy <laughs> Walmart is better I prefer to be on Walmart internet I prefer
0: the Walmart it's internet. a higher grade than what you get at Home Depot
1: I prefer Home Depot I don't give a crap better than a freaking Hughesnet.
0: right so I guess what else is worth talking about for Helly's what else is worth t- what else is worth
2: talking about um so CG oh, helicopters. yeah oh yeah
0: oh yeah. Are you serious? Get those beeps. Hold on.
1: Come on. You got to get the beeps, please. (laughs) It is not easy to put sensor beeps in front of every single word.
0: Even if it's just that one spot where it's just a bunch of 1,000 hertz beeps, just please.
1: Dude, you want you don't understand how many I've done. Oh uh,
0: wait, really? So this is like It
1: was insane. So You're the dude like two more. So those are so
2: those are, those are I in told there. you my feedback. Just cut it out. Just no. cut it out and
0: we will it will get what a deal. I mean it's gonna be it funny.
1: And at the end. This is gonna be like some full
0: on George Carlin. Or, or, just get some interlude music for
2: seven seconds and explain afterwards that we had to play interlude music because Monty decided to have
0: Tourette's for a moment. Yes! Exactly! Don't talk shit about Total. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, bitch! Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch! I love you. (laughs) Right, so, uh... Autos. We should totally talk about autos because I'm looking at the notes of yes. stuff we did talk about and then I'm trying to remember the order and autos was in here. Yes, Autos uh, yeah. were. I have to English. I yeah. have to English. I have to
2: English. No, we were saying take a blade uh, blade holder, throw it out there in the right. field and do autos to the blade holder. So, and, uh, and so It's
0: something about practicing maneuvers. It goes into this. Yeah, and like, like, like yeah. a really good way to practice autos and especially if you own a 700 nitro if you say you don't do autos and you own one of those, I'm personally giving Monty full permission to get his megaphone and call you a b- for an entire fun fly, because you literally, you literally own the cheat code for doing autos, like laughably easy. Or 600 nitro. Yeah, a 600 nitro would do it too. Even a 700 electrical do it really nicely, but like a 700 nitro, especially at low fuel, is literally like stick it at mid stick and go take a dump. And it'll be landed when you come back. <laughs> it's, it's literally that easy. I can do things with the N7 that I guarantee you I would not try with anything else because I know I would smash it. Right.
2: Maybe you should give that N7 a name with those kind of things you're doing. I with mean,
0: it. It, it, it has, it's never actually, you know, knock on wood. There's no wood in this bathroom, though. But that might be risky. But it's never actually been like thoroughly crashed. I've busted yeah. skids off of it, having the motor cut out a long time ago, but um, yeah, no, no, like epic. I tell you, dude, when I first crash a really big heli, it's gonna be amazing. What do you want to bet? Like, oh yeah, a hundred mile hour hurricane I don't, I don't... into the barn at Thornburg. Nah, no. <clears throat> like no, oh, no. like a helicopter <laughs> hole shape, bam, right through there.
1: No, see, that's Justin Pucci's luck. Your luck would be just to uh, like. You know, well, I mean, one, two, the gear. That's about it. Well, hold on. You, you're going to crash like a girl. We man. did find
0: out nah. that the uh, boom supports on an N7 do, in fact, have a lifetime. And it is <laughs> exactly year. three years of flying. <laughs> but even then, you don't crash it. Yeah, I know. They just, It came flying off, and I was like, what the hell? I know I put a bolt in there, and I know I Loctited that. I've never had one of those come loose like that. Going to look and like, wait a minute, both sides of this boom support have cracked off, meaning both bolts were totally in the helicopter. I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I totally stole. You weren't inverted. Yeah. Well, it came loose right as I was going inverted. I'm like, well, there's no real way to stop this. That thing's going through the blades.
2: Oh it, it did. It was a it was a nice little
0: pull. Yeah, and Monty was oh, like the blades? Oh yeah it did. It cracked it. it. Oh okay. And Monty was like, wait, Mike's helicopter never makes clicking noises. What's going on? <laughs> dude, the carbon fiber dust on the rotor plate was pretty yeah. good. I think Shaggy came nice. over and he was like, "Did that hurt the blades? I'm like, dude, that's seven hundred blade. It, that's a piece of carbon. That's like flying a jet through a fleet of sparrows. It's not gonna notice. <laughs> there's, a of, there's a bunch of death goo everywhere, like there was on my blade, but no damage.
1: Yeah, I remember when I hit up when I was doing a small auto and I see this big horn beetle. I mean, massive horn. Oh, those beetle, make awesome it's just, got, it's just sitting there, and I'm like auto, and I have no way of avoiding this thing. I'm like, oh no, and it's flying oh, straight toward the helicopter. You know it's what? It's the loudest ping I've ever heard, and it's just not. And I look at the blades and this big old splat, and there is actual a chip on my blade.
0: You know what, though? This is good. The listeners this time, I didn't do this in the original recording of this podcast. They get to hear the Sparrow story.
1: There's a Sparrow (laughs) story? Yeah,
0: Robert knows.
2: Yeah, there's the maiden of the 600, a line electric. Hold
0: on now. There's two incidents of that helicopter. First big heli I ever got, right? I'd never been to a club at this point. I'd had a 450 for like three months or so, and figured out how to fly the thing decently. It's probably like six months in, first internship, not a lot of money. Like, all right, let's go buy something stupid, right? 600 Pro had just released. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get this. It shows up. I fit my whole 450 into the canopy and realized I might have screwed up. So I'm thinking, all right, we'll build it. So I build the whole thing. I think it's the first, fourth flight, I think. Took it outside. I'm hovering in my front yard and it's probably like, what, maybe 80 by 80 feet total. It's not big. <laughs> it, man i would call your front 20, yard 40 yeah by 40. It, it's a box <laughs> 20 by 20, i totally do an inverted punch out with a 700 nitro there fun right <laughs> so anyway um there's this is the bushes where there were when my grandmother was still alive and with us and she really really stupidly loves these little birds out front my dad and i we, we think they're flying rats for the most part the little sparrows but um i was hovering this thing and it was like 1700 rpm you no know, not slow and, uh, this was actually the second incident I had had with a sparrow. The first involved me running an RC car on the sidewalk. And I think one of them had terminal downs or something and just sat there and, and I was playing chicken <laughs> with him and I was for sure he was going to fly away. Right. So that's what birds do. And he didn't. And that was the end of that sparrow. And I had, uh,
1: huh. yeah,
0: I think he was like ill or something. Cause he just sat there and rolled, <laughs> Right. So, thing? right, so this incident with the 600 involved a sparrow that was significantly more flight-worthy, which is how he unceremoniously said hello to one of my rotor blades as he flew out of the azaleas. And uh, that was a mess. And the fun part was grandma was in the kitchen, and you have to go past the kitchen to get to my room where I was going to clean the mess out of my helicopter. And uh, yeah, she was looking down at a crossword puzzles. So I got really lucky she didn't see anything. She asked me what all the feathers out front were, and I was like, oh, I guess the hawk got lucky and caught something.
1: Yeah, the hawk being your heli. Yeah, it was the hawk. The hawk did it, yep.
0: Totally a hawk.
1: <laughs> Just for the record, no sparrows were harmed in the making of this audio.
0: Well, what? <laughs> <one.
2: laughs> not, not yet! <laughs> <laughs> I can arrange that. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the spirit of Super Troopers 2, how much do I get for shooting that bird? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> That's a bald eagle. You're going to hell. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did that movie come out? No, <sighs> it's set to come out April twentieth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, and the red band, the red band trailer just released this week. I'm, and it's it's a it's
0: a good laugh for two two and a half. I, I wish minutes. it was. I really wish it was like the, the weekend of Helly Spring Fling because I would straight up do a fun fly screening, and just we could just go fill <laughs> a movie theater, and go watch that. Oh, I would. I would tell you, just like, I'm shutting the light tower down. We're all going to watch a movie. Don't be a bunch of antisocial assholes. Let's go.
1: Alright. You want to go to CG helis? CG and helis?
2: Do it. CG or heli? It's the one tip we're giving in this episode. CG or heli? Yes. It will make it better flying. It
0: makes it a lot better. Always do it.
2: Um, yep. Also, this is, this is one of the areas where I will actually abuse and add lead weight if needed to get CG. Yeah. I avoid it if I can, but there's times when I can't.
0: And I, I will be. Well do you're it. on like the far end of the E five platform.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, I'm not I'm not in designed areas. Not designed purposely designed areas, so I, I do have to do it. But I remember even running the way I had the, the layout of my components when I was flying the Thunder Tiger E seven hundred, I had to
0: add a little bit of weight to the yeah, tail. I mean, some helis. I was nose heavy. We've run into some helis like that, like when they put the really long tail boom on the Align five fifty. I think there there was one revision. Ooh. Yeah,
2: the five fifty. The five. I had a five fifty V two fly bar and and and. Uh, the longest it could run was a 550 main blade, and that thing was always tail heavy. Yeah. There wasn't a position to put a battery and on that thing. I
0: remember, I think it was, you remember Jimmy Tibbs at our club? He had one, I took it home and he, built it
2: for him. Yeah, it was a 600. Yeah, and they, yeah they put the 600 Yeah, so they made it
0: even longer, and that one you actually did need to add weight to it in some cases. Like, that yeah. thing was crazy tail heavy.
2: Yeah. I, this, is one, this is one reason I, this is one thing I'll break the rule this is one thing I'll break You know, standard thought and and say get the CG try and move your components around as best as you can to get, get closer to CG but I CG is important enough I will add weight that doesn't have a
0: functional purpose other I than mean, weight I like wobbly pyro flips and all sorts of comedy as much as the next guy <laughs> I mean, I, I thought everyone was supposed to do that. Uh, is it, isn't that how Kyle Dahl and all of them are doing the pirouette? will just like hang a fishing weight off the back of your helicopter.
2: Is it on a servo that like wind it back up when they're done with the pirouette? Maybe you know it.
0: <laughs> That'd be interesting. I got, I got that whole you know, Rube Goldberg thing going on with a bunch of linkages and servo string going out the back. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something Hell that yeah. would come out of Bob Harris's garage.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I uh, one thing that I did with my um, especially when you when you're doing like you guys were talking about uh, stretched helicopters, uh, Goblin 420. So when I got that going, uh, I put a really big battery in there. i uh, running a 2200 milliamp 6s, and now I got a 2600 milliamp 6s in there, which is still uh, tail heavy. So I had the uh, this was this was actually during Nats Uh, because I used the 420 uh for my sports the sportsman class before I got the E7 going, and uh. I uh literally like Rob and uh Rob and Mike. were going to Walmart, and I said and I just called him. I was like, "Hey, give me some BBs, stat!" And uh, they picked me up a, a bottle of, of BBs, and I just mixed epoxy and just dumped the. I don't. Oh, I honestly yeah, don't. I didn't. That. I, didn't even, I, that was I never even really measured it. I I just dumped it all on the canopy, well, the uh, packed it as tight as I could, and it, it was funny. even the battery because I had the quick connect battery tray. So you had that little handle thing in the front of the battery tray. Uh, was actually hitting where the BBs are. So I had, while the epoxy is drying, I had to kind of spread spread a little hole there and spread them up the canopy, down the canopy, you know, from the inside, of course, uh, so I can have like a little slot where that, that tray can fit in there uh, and it doesn't, so they can, can still get the canopy on there. I added a crap load of weight to the point where you can take the canopy off, put it on the table, and it acts like a weather vane. It sits I, I remember when we went and yeah. got those, you were
0: like, how much should I use? I'm like, well, you gotta figure out how much to hang off the front first. And then it was like, well, what do we do about the epoxy? You're like, dude, I don't know. I'm not an airplane guy. <laughs> you are, Mike. Good luck. Actually, I th- I think the funniest part of that whole
2: thing was having to get my ID checked. Oh, that was hilarious. At Walmart to make sure <laughs> yeah. I am of age to buy
0: bees. Yeah, you know, I'm like 15 years younger than Monty standing next to him, and he's the one buying it. And they're like, this guy's got five kids. And you're carting in for some BBs in Muncie, Indiana. It's not like this is Maryland or something.
2: Yeah,
1: an that open was place. funny.
2: Yeah, yeah, because we we did self checkout and and it was like, nope, I'm not letting you check out. You need an associate. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: that was kind of dumbfounded.
2: It goes right up there with you hear something at work, and I just yell out, "I need to." You adult. know what?
0: Merch <laughs> is cool. Man, Muncie's a weird town. Sorry, Jenny. It is. It is. Can we talk about real quick as a tangent the fact that there's a place with over a thousand people next door for a week, right? And everything closes at 9 o'clock during the week. And it's the far east end of the eastern time zone, right? Or far west end. So it's daylight to like 9 o'clock. And we're all used to go fly till it gets dark and then go eat dinner. Except that this is now 930 and all the good places are closed. So all I got to say is a big shout out to Applebee's to actually being open that late so we don't starve.
1: <laughs> and, well,
0: Wendy's.
2: That and Wendy's. And Wendy's. got remember it's... Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's. Well, what was that place we went to last year? It does the milkshakes. They were past Walmart. Oh, Mike. Steak you, and Shake. Knew, steak uh, and Shake.
0: Yeah. Was it, it Steak was and Shake? It was Steak and Shake. Yeah. The difference being that the one on well, Muncie is actually good. Yes. Well, yeah, except for I felt a little old in there. (laughs) Yeah, maybe.
2: I'm in my 30s and I was like, I feel old. This is the first time I felt old at an establishment. Man, the waitress was hot.
0: Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, that's old. Though tonight I did get
2: corrected by a customer who was doing takeout at an Italian restaurant on the pronunciation of Chinook. Oh god. In the name of the Chinook helicopter. Oh boy. It was quite a Somebody lot. was
0: saltier than you.
2: Yeah. Well speaking of which, just to go forward to go back, or is it anybody do
0: fun something fun today? Uh I scared the living hell out of some people with a jet. That was cool. I flew an N7. That was also fun. And Justin's X3 shakes like a wet dog and I haven't figured it out yet, but we're all blaming you on the torque tube because the X3 torque tube (laughs) is lame. And the only reason you have it is because it comes with a kit and you use it for a kickstand (laughs) for other stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think Shaggy, you did what today? I worked. Good for you. It sucks. I love the fact that you're supporting the United States economy. It's terrible,
1: but 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 before work, I actually worked on my uh, my old Blade 300X, my very first helicopter. I pulled that out of the box and uh, I strapped a 6S to it. <laughs> Didn't wasn't that helicopter stock 6S? No, no, that was stock 3S. Um, I ripped out. Oh, the it old must be the
2: 360. there. yeah,
1: huh? yeah 360 6S. I uh, ripped out the old uh, the old 4500KV motor and uh, the 25-amp speed control, and I put in the same electronics that are in the 270 CFX, which is a 2350KV 6S motor and a 35-amp Talon ESC. Now, I just got to put some uh, better servos in there, um, and that's about it, and spool it up with a fireball battery, which actually i'm gonna to have to add weight to the tail or weight to the tail because it's nose heavy you're nose heavy i am <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah that's what i worked on today and i'm i'm actually excited that was my first helicopter and it uh, hasn't hasn't seen um any airtime in like two years wow it's been a yeah,
2: while yeah i went i went down and hung out with my friends in Fluvanna today and uh did a bunch of flying. Uh, I was happy to basically remade my uh, my helicopter I have dedicated for F3N. It's my more aerobatic of the bunch based upon blade choice and some rates I have set up in it. I was having a lot of fun with it. was happy that the other repairs worked well and uh, no other vibrations were present, so don't have to dig deeper into it. And uh, I was having a lot of fun with autos today because the wind, I don't know, what were the wind measurements in Fredericksburg, Mike? Did you ever take a look?
0: Uh, well, it was the kind of wind that removes all the older gentlemen from the field and then leaves it for us at later day. Oh, yeah, that's the good yeah, stuff. it was like 20, 20, 20 gusts <laughs> in the morning. I, I did a jet flight just so I could see the thing try to shake itself to death and then landed basically hovering. That was fun. And then... Uh, I guess, I guess the older guys with the lighter planes were like, oh, that means I can fly, too. And it was just um, – let's see. The best way to summarize this would be grab all of your expensive stuff on the flight line and go hide it because it's probably going to get hit. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> I remember that yeah. time. It was scary. Yeah, it was fun. I love – Gordon actually knows how to land now. That's cool. He's actually really good at it, but he's putting a ton of time. Yeah. So now – Happy the funny it. thing is a lot of the old guys will see him go fly and they think, oh, Gordon's terrible at flying a plane. I can totally do this. And then they crash. Mm. And then uh, he's uh, he's trolling the pilots of the field. doing like it without even realizing it. And it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, there's the good stuff.
0: Oh, oh wait. Auto bailout. That's probably important to mention. Set it do up. It. Yes, absolutely. Set it up and test it. And I think yeah. if I remember right, this totally... Yes, I remember this now from the last podcast. This led into the whole go over every switch on your radio and make sure it's set up properly.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Well, let me let me let me let me let me roll backwards a little bit and we'll roll forwards on the auto bailout. If you're running a castle and you're building your heli, please check that box to enable auto bailout. And then when you go through your um, initialization to teach it the range for your throttle, that will teach it. You don't have to enable it in your transmitter. You can continue showing at zero and not have it turned on because you have no plans on doing autos today. But then when you do, you won't have to revisit your castle setup. You can just adjust your radio and you can go on with life without forcing, without forcing, without forcing yourself back to the table to readjust your castle setup and then reteach it Reteach castle your whole throttle throw range and, and, and you'll be, you'll be happier to have done it already and made sure things worked. To go forward, set up your auto bailout and know, and know what your switches do. This Uh, is important. Know what your switches do. Go into your servo monitor and check out when you move around your, When you move around your gimbals, check out the the channels you expect to move, move. When you flip switches, the channels you expect to move, move. If anything
0: extra moves... (laughs) Go fix it. Oh remediate it. Yeah, read the manual again. Rob Cherry made a great (laughs) flowchart I should post on the podcast website. It's it's to the tune. I have a problem. Did you read the manual? Yes. Go read it again slowly. And And then we were bored. It was one in the morning. So he then shortened that to... I have a concern, and the only arrow goes to, no, you don't. We <laughs> should put that in the manual. Yeah, that's going in there. You know what? 5.16 manual update. That's going in the front. <laughs> 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 Customer service win. <laughs> but, right, so uh, switches and functionality definitely go through all conditions you expect, right? You know, like normal mode, if you have that. Idle one, idle two, make sure throttle hold works, make sure throttle cut works if you're using a nitro. Uh, just basically try to think of, I'm flying a helicopter, and these are all the modes I could be in. They all work. Good. Because a very fun story that, actually, I know Justin listens to this because he told me yesterday. So, sorry, Justin, for the story about your uh, your jet. But he had a, he still has it somewhere. It's called a rookie. It's a carf rookie. real fun, like 3D jet, big delta wing thing really fun, has a gyro in it. The gyro also has like a hover mode. So he flies this thing around a couple of times and everything's working great. And I think that night he messed with some of the setups and the way that gyro was configured, which may have included the way the switches were. And this time the switch for getting in and out of the gyro modes was different than every other switch on any other model he had. So he takes this thing up. He puts it in this beautiful flat spin, right? And it's just doing it perfectly executed. And then I hear the F-bomb. And I'm like, okay, Justin does not swear very often. Something is genuinely wrong with this jet. And I'm like, well, it looks fine, though. And then I heard another F-bomb. And he's, like, furiously switching all the switches on his radio. I'm like, okay. Uh, That's bad. So this thing ends up doing a perfectly executed 200-foot-long flat spin into the cornfield. Or it might have been soy by that point. The thing was, like... I think it was soy. Yeah, It was barely damaged. The thing was fine. Like, uh, I think it cracked the motor mounts and when it comes yeah, it. To, yeah, when it comes to airplane land, that's actually pretty easy to fix.
1: But... Yeah, the fact that it was flat the whole way down definitely yeah, it, helped. Oh, no, it, it was falling at, like, 10 miles an hour. It was stupidly slow. It
0: was, like I said, perfectly executed flat
1: <laughs> Basically, it was the same same way of, of taking the plane two feet and then just dropping it. That was basically the same thing. Yeah.
0: So, it, it, it banged up the motor a little bit, and the rest of it was fine. It'd probably fly it again. But point being... Go through every single switch and memorize all of them. And then if you change something, be an asshole to yourself and go through them all again, because otherwise it's expensive. And a helicopter, you know, (laughs) worst case, a jet might do is, oh, the gyro is stuck on and it may have hurt itself a little bit. Uh, Worst case, things go flying into buildings or a helicopter spazzes out and tries to rescue itself on the ground. And everyone gets to point at this guy like, look, he just rescued himself into the dirt. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Look at your switches. He's trying to go back to the factory. It wants to go back to China.
1: It wants trying to try go back to the factory. Yeah. It doesn't see that it doesn't have obstacle avoidance. So it just sees straight down. Go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Justin's never going to make that mistake again. And I've done it. I did it before. I've, I've done my, uh, I've normal moded myself before. That's like a rite of passage. Uh,
2: well, and and you were mentioning like throttle cut for nitro, Mike. I would actually say even check your throttle cut for your electrics because I know some people um, have. Many many V control guys use throttle, That's cu- throttle right. cut. right. I I now use throttle cut on my Fataba setup with the Contronics because yeah, I normal moded myself into into a crash last spring and cost myself a set of rotor blades and 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 some servo horns and some linkages. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a damper on the fun fly. Um, you know, need to be a bit more professional than that. So yeah, I use a throttle cut switch now and, um, I've been real happy. Uh, I've been real happy about that.
0: I guess Um, call me archaic. I still use a normal mode, but it's probably get present fly so much nitro. Well, and, and then one of the things
2: I noticed, like, if, if you call up certain support folks and say, hey, I need help setting up my ESC, a lot of times they'll just have you do your normal mode and your transmitter is a flat line zero where it gives no throttle. But for, you know, many transmitters where you can't add more flight modes, you kind of lose a whole flight mode to a, you know, what you could do as a head speed. So, a throttle cut switch gives you the ability to have a normal that you can 3D in at a head speed you want to, like 1300 or 1500 or 1600 and still have an idle up one or two where you're doing like, you know, 17 or 18 or 19 or 2100 in a, in a on a, a, a seven hundred plus yeah, or whatever the head speeds you choose, so I really don't like losing it that way. So the throttle cut switch is I guess it's the, pretty
0: nice. The place um, that it really applies would be Castle because Castle resets when it sees a zero throttle and otherwise stays armed forever. So you kind of need you need yeah, the throttle cut for that one. Contronic does as does well. Con- Contronic works the same way on their bailout.
2: Yeah. Except, yeah, they're not running a timer. They're running, they're running uh, they want to see a throttle, a certain throttle signal. If it sees a certain throttle signal, it assumes quick spool up. If it sees a zero, then it goes back into slow spool up.
0: I I see the benefit of the timer. I just wish manufacturers would let you set the timer yourself because a lot of times, the most Scorpio, the most I've seen in some cases, like some manufacturers, they top at like 30 seconds.
2: And uh, I want to say when I was flying the commander the commander V Scorpion one thirty years they you know, gave you a ago, They gave me like forty five seconds and to be honest pretty long. Uh, that's pretty long on on a most normal weighted seven hundred class heli's forty five seconds is a very long and auto yeah,
0: yeah it's true. <laughs> I because mean, like some of them like I ran into a hobby wing like an older hobby wing where it was only thirty seconds it was like you know I have done autos that long in the six hundred before just being a dumbass.
2: Yeah, we we joke a lot of times, and I'll climb a heli for a specific amount of time. And Mike, you'll you'll grab out a timer, and we'll see if basically I can climb for We've done over a minute. If I can climb for forty five seconds and and take forty five seconds to get back to the ground, because it's actually. It's actually a bit of a challenge to uh, take as long in an auto as you did in a climb you, if if yeah. you're not set for rocket head speeds and and huge amounts of but pitch. you did have
0: a night set up that time. That makes it a lot easier to just float your way down and not care. You can actually see it better.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> the night blades are very visible, and I do enjoy autos and night blades because of their weight. Um, yeah, I, I was I was visiting Matt uh, visiting Matt's place for the, one of the Botos Funflies spring last year. And he was on the mic yelling out instructions, and he was he was yelling out, you know, just a little more, just a little more. And the heli was was floating. At some point, most people were like, I don't think it's descending, and it was above the tree line, so it was getting the wind we couldn't feel, and it was absolutely epic just to watch that heli pretty much pause. The blades didn't stop, but the heli just wasn't descending. Yeah, that
0: was fun. I've had the same thing with the yeah. nitro, like the one auto contest where I was like, you know, I'm going to have to bail out of this. I was like, wait, the blades aren't slowing down. We can totally drag this out to an obscene length. And it yeah. got to the pad. No,
2: I- Yeah, I was doing the same thing today with uh with the wind in Fluvana. And uh, the guys the guys were just absolutely besides themselves. They've, they don't usually see people hanging autos that long. And it's like, I can count the blades. And I'm just autoing along, just, just feeding the collective just right, and keeping the controls going. If you've going, got the disc so load, and you eat. can do it. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is it's fun to play with the disc load to to go back and forth. Try short plays, try long blades, check out the same auto. So, I
0: think, um, I think the next thing we talked about in this, if I remember right...
1: Actually, um, let me, let me um, add something with the uh, autos. So, uh, when you're trying to execute an auto and stuff like that uh, one thing you, you, you don't want to be afraid of is don't don't be afraid to, to bail out you know that's why you want to set up that bailout is if you're coming out and you're, you're, you're pretty low and you don't think you're either gonna make the spot you want to land at or you don't think you have enough head speed just use bail it. out don't you just use it that, that's what it's there for I mean, it's you, even if you're at a fun fly and they're having an auto contest and it's like that you're better off just bailing don't out guy with your broken th- skids. Yeah, yeah, or or blades or, or, or boom or, or everything. Honestly, uh, <laughs> the first time I get an auto heli, if it's like not mine, and I've never flown that model before or
0: one similar to it, oh, I won't even do the auto all the way through. I'll get like half of the way down to try and feel out how it floats or how it accelerates, and then bail out anyway, just to be safe. Mm, and then just go through. Let's say it. I go about. It.
2: Yeah, I'd say go about it a different way a lot of times to Apollo. I will, um, if I don't know the heli, I'll go take it two feet off the ground in a hover, and I'll flip throttle hold and flip out just to see how it spools yeah, back Yeah, check that out first. <laughs> yeah, part. but that's that's me taking someone else's model, and I ask them, "Hey, did you set up bailout?" And they go, "Yeah, I did." Or, or I don't cool. know, does it so, work. I'll take it out, put it. In, I'll take it out, put it two foot hover, flip it at a throttle hold, see if it if it if it you know does a quick spool up, or if it chokes, and I end up landing a heli and a you know baby auto at two feet. If it's fine, I then usually do a a a fast auto where I'm you know much deeper into the negative than um than i would normally do just so i have a ton of head speed at the bottom and i get a feel for how that helicopter floats when i'm two feet over the ground with a lot of head speed does it does it decay really quick um is something robbing head speed or or you know does it hold it really nice and you know does it instill confidence and i like hey i like that let's go do it again and in which case you know maybe it's time i stop flying their model let them enjoy it
0: <laughs> yeah. here's your battery yeah. back sorry i killed the batteries you can go charge now.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, but yeah, the main thing is, though, like especially in a, uh, in a fun flight situation where other people are watching and nagging you and all that stuff, You know, it's all for fun. Don't crash a model. Bail out. Do it again.
0: Yeah, that's for Sunday.
1: Sunday but, is when you crash re- it.
2: But do remember, we will all watch you crash and be happy
1: to have watched and seen no it. No one wishes it, but no <laughs> one wants to miss it. Exactly. But if you want to save some money... Bail out. Yeah,
2: I you know, everyone's gonna give the oh we bailed out. Um but whatever. Um love to see you have fun and take the model off the line having having participated and you know, executing that perfect, you know, pure flipping auto.
0: <laughs> so, uh clinics. That's the next thing on the clinics. list. Yes, you should do them. Actually, what else? Did- what yeah. do you talk about, about clinics?
2: So there's there's usually, there's usually like, um, there's two clinics I know of um, here in the United States. One of them is run uh, is the Freestyle 3D Clinic done by Todd Bennett. He's had Jamie Robertson teaching with him in this last year. Uh, you can look him up on three D Freestyle3D.com. Um, Todd is an amazing teacher. Uh, haven't run anybody. <laughs> He's an amazing teacher, uh, full of knowledge, and he knows how to teach really well uh the other clinic that's uh been talked about and the we'll wilderness is we'll definitely see more of them in this year is alan zabo and ben stork uh doing the align clinic um, they don't care about brands so nothing brand specific but uh gail has spoken that uh, if you're a club and you'd like to do a clinic with them and they're coming in your area give them a shout and uh they will help you with a clinic at your club um, clinics are definitely worth it uh, you know if you're just wanting to hover to you want to learn pyro flips uh, they will they will find where your gap is and get you going again I know when I sat down and talked with Todd he gave me a tip to you know first flight of the day pick the heli up into a hover and start pyroing really really slow if you think you're pyroing slow no you're not pyroing slow enough Todd says slower and he will tell you you know that's not a pyro Learn how to Piro. Do a slower. Um, it really, sh- it, from what I, le- from what I learned in it, it'll show you if you're ready for flying that day. If you're ready to learn, or if you're having a hard time keeping a nice, steady hover without a heli moving everywhere, that perhaps that day is a back to basics kind of day instead of a, a drive forward and learn something new kind of day uh you know the other thing so if you're beyond hovering yeah they'll they'll find your they'll find your holes they'll help you move forward and uh, the clinic is worth its way to gold i know going backwards i had been flying a 450 i'd done over 500 dollars with a crash damage to the thing i pretty much thought that this hobby that this i might not make it this hobby that it might just be too much um a clinic popped up in my area i went to it it was uh it was the best thing i found out i do know how to fly uh the 450 really wasn't adjusted well for me and i didn't know how to adjust it well i hadn't learned that yet and the clinic really taught me that yeah i know what's going on and i can fly i know how to hover um that confidence that you know this hobby is worth it clinics are good things
1: one last thing that we need to talk about here is, uh, don't burn yourself out, uh, when it comes to, uh, progression and, uh, learning new maneuvers and all that stuff. So, yeah, what I mean by that is don't make that like your main thing to do is I gotta make sure I practice this maneuver until I perfect it. Because you're just gonna, you're just gonna burn yourself out, get aggravated, and bad things happen. Usually what I do is, so I get, uh, one thing I do a lot is I got a small yard, uh, and back last year when I flew the 180 CFX, uh, literally every day, I would, what I'll do is I would, uh, I'll fly one flight. I'll fly one flight and, um, uh, of just progression. Basically what I'll do is I'll go hover maneuvers and I'll do very slow pirouettes. Then I'll flip it inverted uh, and I'll do it both directions and I'll flip it inverted and I'll do both directions, uh, a very slow pirouettes. Uh, then what I'll do is tail in, uh, upright tail in, uh, drift to the right, stop, drift to the left, stop, you know, complete full passes, and then I'll turn it nose in and do the exact same thing, uh, really slowly too, and then I'll flip it inverted and do the exact same thing. You'd be surprised of how, how challenging that is, uh, just by doing that, just to practice your orientations, but I'll only do that for one flight. And then five flights, I will just do whatever I want. Just have fun, bang the sticks around, crash it maybe, I don't know. But I'll do that, I'll, I'll choose one flight out of every five, uh, just to progress. That way I'm still, I still feel like I'm progressing, but not burning myself out. I'm still having fun. So it, it's still, I'm still enjoying the, the, the learning of it and progression of, of the maneuvers, of these uh, slow-moving manu- maneuvers. And I feel a lot more comfortable with my uh, more fast maneuvers that I fly. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing is don't burn yourself out. Take it very slow. Uh, we want
2: to thank everybody at RCHO and the RC Heli Hooligans for putting on a hell of a fun fly. We really enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with you guys all soon also uh since the last show we set up a 2018 heli calendar on the facebook website it's on google drive if you want to come take a look at it you can message us or email us and uh, tell us to add an event there we've been adding events that we are going to attend and also adding events that uh folks have made us aware of uh along with i've added a link on there for a filter of the amas uh sanctioned heli events so that uh you can see what out, what's been sanctioned out in the United States for uh, heli events. Past that, uh, check out the heli calendar. We got events coming up. We got events coming up uh, in the month of February. Got a, an expo. Got no events in. Yeah, got one event in March, and then April is open. And then we get down the heavy funfly season starting in May. So check out the funflies in your area. Make sure to get out there and uh, fly a helicopter and. Hang out with friends and uh, learn some stuff.
1: Yep. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next, uh, next episode coming out later on. And Mike, with the signature. I mean, I love you, Chris, right, Bart? That's all I got yeah. to say about that.
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> From all of us at Telerotor RC Podcast, thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you on the field. You can find us online on Facebook.com at Podcast or on Podbeam. Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. Diabetes. 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 Diabetes.
0: Diabetes! <laughs> Diabetes. Diatic! dick the entire dick <laughs> dick
1: uh, this, is, this is yeah. the thing is I don't like good evening well it's evening that's, so that's why I, I wrote yeah, for good us, evening but someone else could be listening in the morning good night it's never good day <laughs> <laughs> how about um, that talk some British
0: who is this who is I how did I get here? Ah! Oh. <laughs> you should find that cat and, what the? and you end him.
1: <laughs> that poor cat. That poor cat was black. Now it's all white. All right, I wrote down the time. It's been t- it's been a minute since you wrote down the time. I just did it. Okay, chill, golly. All right, freaking do this. Uh. Ah, ah, right, Got that out of your system. Peter
2: Pan picked a barrel Don't of pickled peppers <laughs> uh, there
0: you go just simple start like that started at 30 minutes there because i got 50 seconds now all right <laughs>
1: i've
2: got i've got 10 9 8 okay.
1: 8 7 yeah, sure. 6 5
2: 4 3
1: 2 oh you mean now okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's just counting down
0: because he enjoys doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Penis! Oh, fine, whatever, frickin' damn it. Penis. Right. Yo, I'm gonna start this, and then you're gonna just randomly say that, aren't you? Penis! We're gonna yep, keep saying it yep, yep. until you start it. All right. Well, I'm trying... <laughs> Penis? <laughs> I gotta think my headphones off for this, damn! Penis? Yeah, I'm clipping. Damn it, I gotta get my microphone away. Okay, so here we go. Um penis. Shut up. Penis. <laughs> I'm thinking my headphones off of this, okay? <laughs> 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 you guys gotta stop. Now I know how freaking Dan feels. Oh jeez. Episode 175. Haven't heard of it? X woo. That's right, I can take my headphones off, I can just cut you guys out. You can't cut me out, never! I will be hurt! (laughs) Dude, I can hear you through the freaking walls, and there's like three walls between us. And a staircase. Okay. Penis. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Telerotor RC... Oh, sh- this guy. See, I'll give him <laughs> one to say podcast afterwards. Freaking changed it on me, man. No, I don't want to recover my freaking <laughs> PC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to Telerotor RC. Mother, I did it right, and I freaking screwed up. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm used to what I wrote down, and you have to freaking change it. We don't okay. call ourselves Telerotor RC podcast. We call ourselves Telerotor RC. I keep on saying podcast at the end. I don't know why. Read the words! I'm reading! Teleprompter. F*** <laughs> it, we'll do it live.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: f*** <sighs> it, I'll do it live! <ridges> <fruit> <laughs> it, do it live! <etical> f-, f*** it! <laughs> it. <mumbles>. <laughs> Alright, one more time. Hello, and welcome to Telerotor RC, a podcast about RC helicopters hosted by me, my... Oh, motherfucker this dude.
0: <laughs> Robert's probably I, I just imagine Monty spinning around in his chair right now just screaming
1: <laughs> son of a bitch
2: hello and welcome to tell you okay a podcast about RC helicopters hosted by Michael Mike and Robert this episode
1: th- <laughs> 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 yes
2: okay I'm doing Hello and welcome to Telerotor RC, a podcast about RC helicopters hosted by Michael, Mike, and Robert. This is episode two titled Flight Maneuver Progression.
1: I'm doing it. Hello and welcome to Telerotor RC, a podcast about RC helicopters hosted by Michael, Mike, and Robert. This is episode two titled Flight Maneuver Progression. Do it over again. What did you say? Do it
2: again, and this time be sure about your name. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't I hesitate on your name. Do you know what your name is, boy? Not really. Okay. <laughs>
1: Alright. <laughs> Your name's Pile! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Telluroto RC, a podcast about RC helicopters hosted by Michael, Mike, and Rob. Bert. Dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm Robert, motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't write Rob. That's what I'm used to calling you. Mother- yeah, well,
2: you're wrong. I'm wrong. Just like I call you Mike all the time, but you're really Michael.
0: Yes. Down south. Oh yeah. Flat with me. Your mother. Yes.
1: <laughs> Why the hell, man? Thank you, George Carlin.
0: George Carlin. <laughs> what a what a saint. <laughs> Thank you, George Carlin. <laughs> wait, 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 you gotta take <laughs> out of that. It's a good thing. This was the original seven dirty words, right, dude? I think he does say yeah. in there, doesn't he? And then he pulls it out. Yes, it's part of the. Sh-
2: it's part of the. It's part of the dirty words. Yeah, I love that skit. No, he tried to take mother out because um it has it's a derivative of and um, <laughs> Can't use it. but then when you've got it doesn't put it together nicely so he left mother he's away, got a so point mother
1: shaggy's over in the corner just like i have to edit all of this so uh yeah went to rcho hung out with these two bastards you did the same thing um,
0: we did and you came out alive congratulations yes
1: However, I actually flew more than four times. I flew more than four times, implying I didn't flew. <laughs> what the fudge? He's knocking on my door. Monty's he <laughs> now right. across
0: his house, banging on the room that Shaggy's recording in. This is great.
1: <laughs> Hi! <laughs> Jeez. This man doesn't drink coffee. He smokes weed every day. He does something. <laughs> no, I do it ain't not. weed. It has the opposite no, effect. It's- it's, it's worse than that. Right. So, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make it short since he's not gonna let me talk. Oh I'm um, back here on the mic.
2: What? I'm back here on the mic. I'm not knocking on doors violently.
1: Yet. <laughs>
0: I need the keys for the home vs. Chem light batteries. Don't forget those. Those are real important. <sighs> they are.
2: You know what is also important? Welfare fluid.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: More bleeps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not hard. You could just do one constant bleep over the whole thing. That'd be easier. Yep.
1: There's no. There yep. were no. I'm probably gonna do that. They were. There
0: were no safe for work words in that whole string. You just bleep the whole thing. You didn't miss any <laughs> content. Don't worry. Uh, you know what? <laughs> oh. But, but, so yeah, there's some practice for you. We can get yeah. it here for later. <laughs> you
1: can't do it. You can't do Dude, it.
0: Mother- He's tired now. Mother- so anyway. Uh we did talk about Rich, auto... Oh I love oh, you. Fantastic. This is this why we get along in a car ride and people like Mike Darcy <laughs> just want to roll out of the car at speed and <laughs> suffering, fucking roll. I can't. S- take suffering it. the fate of the tarmac is better than being stuck in a car with Mike and Monty.
1: <laughs> Man, All right. I'm going to ride with you guys to New Jersey. It's fine, achieve.
2: probably. Don't worry. Uh, don't worry. Up until about 5 a.m., I won't talk much, and about 5 a.m., I just start falling asleep at the oh, wheel.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then he hopes, and
2: then he hopes that, and then about. 7 a.m. I'm going to become an absolute psycho.
0: Yeah. Oh, You're dealing with someone no, don't, who plays pop don't take the music microphone. in the car because death metal has no effect on him anymore. So I get to listen to Adele for eight hours on the way <laughs> to Muncie. Oh, no. it, it, got, yeah, listen. It, it got to the yeah. point that I was actually yelling at the radio at four in the morning like, I don't care, Adele. Get a new phone. I swear to God. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I, don't, I think I was delirious at that point. <laughs> Going
2: to bed oh, with, be with, with wrap over with wrap over earphones as as a young as as a as a twelve year old listening to Metallica and Megadeth means that I'm a bit He's immune to it now. Uh, I'm, I'm immune yep. to it.
0: <laughs> I fall asleep. He straight to up it. will do it in the car.
2: But then again, my sugar habits are so bad that I can drink a can of Mountain Dew and go to bed. Rib. And and surprisingly, I have really cut sugar out of my diet, and it still doesn't seem to phase me.
1: So, uh, other things. Clinics.
2: Uh-oh. Clinics. Oh, oh Uh-oh. no. Oh, you said so. So, my answer is...
0: <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> nice. I love you, Shaggy. Get out the beep.
1: And that's where usually I fly my Shaggy
0: robot.
1: Goes. And so... Uh, his
2: recording sounds good, despite he's robotic. Yeah, that's the sad part, right?
1: So ignore it. Does he know? Anyway. Shut up.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes approximately four seconds.
1: Okay. Anyway. You,
2: you're going to have to just go ahead and restart that yeah. bit of, of recording for yourself, Shaggy.
0: Right after... <laughs> mother. <laughs> beautiful expertly Gosh, executed I Monty.
1: <laughs>
0: I heard thoughts in a robot making love to a vacuum cleaner. Is it a line branded? Oh yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs>